the only rugby team I know, so uh, they have to be my favourite. Yes, well, it's not a particularly well-known sport in your uh, your part of the world, really, is it? Not as uh, not as popular as other. We have other stupid sports that are uh, are popular, but I think rugby is more interesting. Excellent. Well, we'll have to see if there's a game on. Maybe we can just ask the All Blacks to put on an exhibition or something, and uh, we'll get you along to it. Well, you could probably do that because it's New Zealand. You guys all know each other. <laughs> That's right. Actually, I met Ron Gant a couple of months. Oh, no, about six months ago, and I introduced myself as Greg from New Zealand, and he said, is there only one of you? <laughs> and the sad thing is, the answer was yes. You're, yes, you're yeah, the only right. Greg in New Zealand. <laughs> everybody and welcome to the pre-accident podcast i am your host todd conklin how are you i hope you're good i'm good that seemed like a that got a little radio-y did that feel radio-y to you i felt a bit radio-y to me a little bit too radio for a podcast especially since we've been doing this so long and we're friends so how are you today i'm hoping you're fine because i'm hoping everything's grand with you uh, it's good with me. Busy, of course, but busy's probably good. I mean, I've decided busy's how things work, so I should quit complaining about it and just kind of embrace my inner busyness as it were and do that for sure. So today's podcast is pretty uh, interesting. So I'm going to do a two-week roadshow in New Zealand at the end of July. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and... Uh, I'm doing it for the New Zealand Institute of Safety Management, NZISM. And uh, this guy, I knew nothing about this organization. Like, I didn't, I really didn't know what it was. Was it like, in the United States, was it like ASSP or the National Safety Council? And so I, uh, I did a little research and uh, started asking some questions, and it became really obvious that I probably should do a little podcast on this because there's a ton of people that listen to this podcast in New Zealand. So, um, you know, I don't want to shirk them. They're, they're an important part of it. Plus anytime you can have the New Zealand accent on the podcast, I always kind of think it's worth our time. It did. It, it's, it builds character for all of us included all the way around. So I interviewed a cat who is there. I think a president, I should have, I should know this. Yeah. I think a president, a director guy, but I think the actual title is president and his name's Greg Deersley. You heard him kind of the introduction of the podcast. And so today we're going to have a conversation with Greg Deersley, really about, um, n- not necessarily about what the New Zealand Institute of Safety Management does, although we're going to talk about that a little bit, but really what the New Zealand Institute of Safety Management is doing, because it's the future part of this in safety that I think about a lot. And I don't know if you know this, but New Zealand has really stepped up and kind of embraced this more modern thinking around safety management. And it's because they've had some events, there's no question about it, and it's because they're really trying to tackle fatalities and catastrophic failure. But they've brought in Dan Daniel Hummerdahl um, to be sort of their creative thinker at the regulator level and to really look at and understand how safety works. It's very exciting. It's a great little experiment. It's a good place to do it too. Um, and I think this will be kind of fun. I know hanging out with my friends in New Zealand. If you're around and can go to one of the little workshops they're having, please come. I would love to see a friendly face in the classroom. That would be great. Plus, I'd love to see you and hang out. 
we can have a great time. There's no question about it. It will be a ton of fun. But as far as the rest of the world's going, um, man, it's uh, it is a crazy time to be alive. Just uh, the explosions in Illinois and industrial planes running off the end of the runway, planes pulled from the air. It's a really interesting time to be involved in safety. I know you know that because uh, we're hanging out together. I mean, you do this. You do this for a living. It's unbelievable to me how interesting the world of reliability and safety has become. And I wonder, I mean, I should ask you this. You'd know this better than me. Has it become more interesting or have I become more interested? Does that make sense? That come out all right? Yeah, because... Uh, because right now the whole way we talk about and think about safety has become incredibly interesting to me and interesting to a lot of other people as well. And so I, I, I don't know, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. I've got tons of interesting stuff to share with you and tons of really good. I'm very psyched about the podcasts that are coming up. It's really, it's getting really fun. I mean, I, there's some people on here that I've, I never imagined I'd get on the podcast. And so that's exciting. I mean, that's that's super exciting. If you ask me, you didn't. But if you were to ask me, that's uh, probably what I would say about it. Um, so maybe we should just jump into this little conversation that I have with Greg Deersley, because that might be an easier way to get started. And then if there's things we want to point out and talk about, let's talk about them at the end. That's coming up. So without any further ado, uh, maybe a tiny bit more ado, because I just like saying the word ado. But let's let's listen to a conversation that I had with Greg Deersley and the New Zealand Institute of Safety Management. And we're going to talk about safety, New Zealand, and my visit towards the end of the month of July of 2019. Here we go. Sit back and relax. This is Greg Deersley. Tell me about the New Zealand Institute of Safety Management. Did I say it right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, it's an organisation that's been around for about 40 years um, and, and primarily we're there to, to build capability uh, in the health and safety um, profession. Um, and, and while I say we've been here for 40 years, it's become more sort of relevant in the last number of years to build that capability since the, uh, the Pike River um, mining disaster that we had here uh, nearly 10 years ago, and um, I guess one of the things that came out of that was was that the health and safety sector lacked some capability and capacity to um, deliver the services that we do to, to business. So that's our primary function, is to, is to build that capability, and we do that through... Um, you know, promoting promoting excellence within the within the industry. Um, uh, do some influencing and, and advocacy work around you know new legislation or guidelines that might be getting developed uh, by government or, or industry groups. Um, we hold a, a certainly hold a leadership role, um, and uh, you know we're, we're involved in various collaborations with uh, other institutions, both in New Zealand and uh, and internationally. Um, and we've got a, a recognition program for, for people that go through and, and, you know, continually looking for improvement in their, in their capabilities through, you know, CPD and, and just everyday experiences that they have working with their, uh, with their employers or clients. What is it that got you involved? So, so why are you at the, at the helm of this giant <laughs> ship of progress? 
Uh, well, I guess there's two answers to that question. How did I get involved? Like many health and safety people in New Zealand, um, a job came up. Um, yeah, it, I think that's true for health and safety all over the world. So I think you have lots of kinship with yes, other folks with yeah. that one. Uh, or, or you could have also said, I accidentally found myself having this job. That's also a good answer for yeah, health Yeah, well, that's, that's basically what it was. Uh, that was about oh, nearly 20 years ago now. Um, but more recently, we set up an organisation called the Health and Safety Association of New Zealand, which is a sort of an umbrella body that uh, incorporates all industries or all professions that work in the health and safety space. So what we call a generalist health and safety practitioner, it includes occupational hygienists, uh, ergonomists or human factor uh, people, um, occupational uh, therapy, occupational physios. Um, and, and so all of those groups work together as part of this umbrella body, body to, to steer um, the development of, of health and safety in New Zealand. And when we were setting up this, this group uh, back in 2014, we had somebody um, in, in that meeting who was sort of representing the business sector. Uh, and it became apparent um, from comments that, that were made in that meeting that um, you know, the business sector... I don't want to say didn't trust the health and safety industry, but but were concerned at its ability to deliver on on the services that business need, and 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 I guess that struck a chord with me, and uh, I sort of spent the next three or four years working with the institute and and trying to you know make sure that I wasn't sitting in a meeting where those sorts of comments were were said again, and um and ended up with the with the with the presidency role, which I've been in for three years now, and. Uh, Got another year to go on my term, and uh, and and yeah, it's it's really exciting just to to um, I guess uh, see what's going on both around New Zealand and globally, and and try and sort of uh, integrate uh, many of those those new new views into into what we're doing here in New Zealand. I think what you said was really important. You heard you were you were party to the business sector saying health and safety wasn't meeting their needs. And Correct. you looked at that that misalignment, if you'll allow me to call it that. That's I think that's yep. a good way to look at. It. What'd you, what have you done? What did you find to to make that better? Oh, look, have we made it better yet? We're we're, we're certainly progressing. Um, say through this this uh, association, one of the things that we uh, we introduced last year was um, was a register of of people who, through all of those associations, had been deemed to meet a certain level of competency or, or, or standard. And, and one of the reasons we did that was, was we found that business didn't know where to go to get good advice. Actually, they didn't know what good advice looked like. Um, and, and certainly when um, we introduced a, a new piece of legislation here a few years ago as a result of the, the, uh, the Pike River mining uh, incident, and there was certainly a bunch of people that probably saw that as an opportunity to to make a quick buck and 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 hock off a average health and safety management system to a to a poor unsuspecting small business owner. Um, and and so one of the things we're trying to do to to I guess uh, weed those sorts of uh, products out of the market and and um, and give some more confidence to business that the advice they're getting is correct. Is to, to set up this this register of, of people that have 
got both qualifications and experience. Um, and and so that, that register was launched um, mid last year. Um, it's, it's still getting, it's finding its place in the market, um, but certainly uh, it, it's, it's gone a long way to giving business some confidence that if they go to this source of information, then the, the, the people on that, uh, that register um, uh, you know, have, have been jumped through the hoops uh, in terms of their career development. And, uh, and so that's something that, that, is, that has evolved over time. Um, I think I've talked a lot there about business, but but also from the from the industry's perspective, um, there was a lot of concern from the professionals in the industry about where can I go to get good education? Um, you know, what is what is the competency framework look like? What are the pathways available for me to uh, to develop myself and, and get some aspects of of continual development going on in my career going forward? That sounds that sounds really remarkable. I mean. That, that registry idea is, is really a brilliant idea because it, it sort of helps establish that baseline, that benchmark of, yep. of the, the resources and capacity that's available within New Zealand itself. You guys are yep. such a great place. New Zealand is such a wonderful place because you're, you're, you're so collectively involved with each other. I think that's really a, an exciting part of what you guys bring to the table. Um, it makes a difference too, I think, don't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things – we learned from a few similar sort of uh, experiences from around the world about this, this register. And one of the things we were very clear on was that as an industry, as a health and safety industry, we didn't want to make the rules. We wanted to go to business and say, what do you want from this, this sector? So, so we actually had to go and get, uh, get that, that stakeholder feedback from, uh, from the people that were going to be the users of the service, i.e. the demand side. Uh, so that we could uh, design the appropriate uh, systems and protocols for the for us being being the su- supply side of the argument, if you want to talk about it in a you know supply and demand type of uh, scenario. So uh, I think it was it was it was extremely beneficial to get the business contribution, uh, and we've also got the regulator who had uh, significant input and and supports the uh, the process um, as well. So and I think as you know we've got. Uh, your friend Daniel Hummerdale. Uh, Sweet Daniel Hummerdale, I love him. <laughs> so that was a really bold move by by a regulator to employ somebody of of, of Daniel's um, thinking and 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 you know the 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 mana that he's got in the in the sort of the, the health and safety new view sort of uh, space. So he's uh, he's now been in the uh, in that role for six months or so, I think. So. Um, you know, as as the head of innovation for our, our health and safety regulator, so I think that's uh, that's got some kudos around the world for them taking that bold step to to recruit somebody of his uh, of his nature. It's remarkable, and 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 put on your 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 future your your psychic sunglasses, your future seeing sunglasses. How do you think this effort that you've done in the last three years, three four years? How do you think that's going to change the future of health and safety in New Zealand? Look, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of death and serious injuries still going on in New Zealand. We're actually, you know, probably worse than the OECD in terms of our our performance in that area. Having said that, from a fatality perspective, over the last few years, there is a downward trend. Um, so that that's positive. Um, I think, like globally. 
I'm not sure that that business or the health and safety world is is focusing necessarily in the right area. I think there's a lot of emphasis put into the word safety and and the safety aspects of of work and and not enough in in the health side of things. And and we see that globally in the statistics. You know, the ratio between deaths between health and safety is is significantly on the on the safety side. Uh, sorry, on the on the health side. Um, and um, and so, you know, there's a lot of promotion uh, here going into, um, you know, not forgetting the health part of the of the health and safety, you know, phrase. Uh, it's it's a really important aspect, and 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 I guess if we're thinking about the the those areas here in New Zealand, big concerns around respiratory illness associated with exposure to asbestos and silica, and um, and and issues around exposures to uh, hazardous substances. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot of promotion going on in that area that that hopefully will um, you know pay dividends in the future in terms of lowering the the, the death and illness rate. Um, I think there's a there's an area that's missed here, which we're still not putting enough effort, I don't think, into understanding, and that's the um, work-related road toll, um, and and so the number of people that are dying in vehicle crashes who are at work at the time. We've just got this sort of focus on the road toll as as, as you know that however many hundreds of people die every year. Um, but we don't really put any focus on on understanding it from a work-related perspective. Um, and actually, uh, the number of people that it is estimated that die driving while at work is significantly more than the number of people that die due to safety incidents at work, whether it's involved in a forestry uh, forestry event or an agricultural event or, or a machine, <coughs> machine guarding <coughs> event. So those are some of the areas that I think we need to focus on in the future, and and and, and I guess added to that is understanding the the future of work from a AI perspective, the impact that that's going to bring in, in changing the nature of work, um, and, and so we have to keep our eye on that ball. Um, you know, we've got the so-called this this gig economy um, of of people just working in different ways, whether it's um, you know. Working from home or, or, or different types of, of methods of working is, is something that we're going to have to just keep uh, focusing on for the future. So those are probably the areas that uh, that, uh, that we need to make uh, significant gains on and, and keep our attention on. Wow, I'm I'm quite impressed that you've thought that much about the future. That was a, that was an impressive list. Every one of those is important. To each one of those would be a really valuable, pretty significant project. Collectively, there's a lot going on there. So I'm coming yeah. out to see you, right? You are absolutely really excited. Looking forward to it. I know you've been here a couple of times before, and uh, uh, but I don't think you've been here and, and and done a big old road show like this. So um, you know we've we've got I think six or seven stops around the country in the last two weeks of July, um, and uh, yeah, just just using this opportunity to um, do a bit more promotion for the event, and uh, and um, you know I know there's a number of people in New Zealand that are that are hooked into your into your podcast, so uh, uh, hopefully they can uh, they can hear this one and, and get it out to their stakeholders, and um, yeah, looking forward to to hosting you around the country in a couple of months. Yeah, let's let's make a deal. If they hear about this on the podcast, I will take a selfie on my phone of them and I, and Excellent. promise to never put it up on the internet. <laughs> but if they didn't hear about it on the podcast, I'm going to take a selfie of them and I, and I will put it up on the internet. 
<laughs> is that a good way to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds like a plan. So last two weeks of July, we'll be there. And how do they contact you? Uh, they can go to our website, www.nziacm.org. Uh, and tickets can, can be purchased uh, via that method. Um, and, uh, yeah, last two weeks of July, starting in the beautiful city of Tauranga on the 15th and um, ending in, uh, in New Plymouth, which I think you've been to New Plymouth before, which I think your maybe your first visit here might have been to the uh, petrochemical sort of sector down in, in New Plymouth possibly a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we're ending up there on the, uh, I think, on the 25th of, of July. So uh, Sounds like fun. So, we're going to have a so good time. And, and so, so can you give us a flavor of what, uh, what you might be talking about? Well, so I'm going to – it's really great because I want to talk a lot about this idea of fatality and critical uh, catastrophic failure. And I want yep. to couple the fact that I think one of the issues we have around catastrophic failure is that there's a, there's a preference towards prevention, which moves us away from controls. And then I want to talk about really the journey you guys are on in New Zealand um, that goes beyond compliance. And that's kind of what you hit in, in your little discussion. Um, we're at a place now where really the definition, the traditional definition that we've used for safety in industrial setting is not nearly as impactful as it once was. And so we're going to yeah. have to redefine the way we think about safety, definitely redefine the way we think about safety in the future, kind of like you gave us a great description of, and then really talk a lot about this idea of catastrophic failure and fatalities. Plus, yeah. I might add, we're going to have a lot of fun because there's really no reason to do these meetings and not have a good time. Uh, I, I can almost ensure that the good time will be had by all. It's all part of it, right? You bet. You bet. Well, this yeah. sounds great. Thanks for your time. No, thank you. I can't wait to spend time with you. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll be meeting you at the airport at some ungodly hour of the morning on Sunday the 14th, I think yeah. it is, of, of July, and we'll, we'll go for a bit of a drive and have a look around the place and um, take it from there. So that was a pretty fun conversation with Greg. What would you think? Um, it's interesting. To me, the interesting part of all of what we do, the health and safety stuff we do and the reliability stuff we do, is the combination of the holistic understanding people are starting to have around the combination of well-being, health, and safety. And really, it can, you can probably expand that out to psychological safety and to mental health. But this whole notion of worker wellness or of wellness, I don't even, I don't even know if worker wellness is, that's probably too, too defined. This idea that a, a healthy, happy person is a safe and productive worker um, that's a really interesting idea. And, and we have to be careful because it, it, it forces us to look at wellness. I mean, I think we have to look at a holistic view of wellness and health the same way we look at a holistic view of safety. And so we have to look at what's going on in the world that is actually impacting uh, people's ability to be healthy and safe. And then can we remove the resistance towards making the world a better place or are we going to continue to sort of double the, uh, the, the pressure to get better? And, and that becomes a really interesting question. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, there's been a lot of discussion around opioids and, and drugs, really fentanyl, right, around the world and how dangerous it is. And, and that makes me, when, when I hear those discussions, it makes me think about what we do for a living. Because you can look at it and say the person using the drugs who almost always dies 
is a bad person. Or you can look at it and ask the bigger question, what's going on? How did we get into a position where the conditions prevalent to get this drug into the world is possible without much regulation or patrol, without much sort of control of it? And and that, that balance between seeing the world as filled with free agents, uh, individual people who make their own decisions, masters of their own destiny, if I can use a Seinfeld reference there, <laughs> right? Or the fact that we're part of a larger holistic society. That balance is really an important balance. And it was encouraging to hear Greg um, talk about that. And it's really encouraging to see that New Zealand Institute of Safety Management and really lots of other organizations are thinking about this in a way that um, it, that thoughtfulness really makes a huge difference. That, my friends, is, um, I think, the cusp of where we're going. It's, it's a big part of, of where we're going and what's going to happen. And it's going to be interesting because the things we talk about when we talk about learning and improving and creating sustainable change, it strikes me that those things still have value in society as well and that our little microcosm, uh, an important microcosm, but safety and reliability that's a pretty good place to experiment with ideas that could work even better in large scale for bigger problems. What do you think? You think I'm crazy? Because I might be. I mean, who knows? It's hard to tell if I'm crazy or not. I feel a bit crazy, but that's kind of part of the gig. I mean, that's how it works. Well, I hope I see you soon. I look for you in an airport every time I'm there. Um, But until then, we're going to have to just uh, suffice it to have the podcast together. Tell your friends to listen. That would mean a lot. Um, they just told me, this is uh, amazing to me. They just told me we have like over 22 million downloads of this podcast. So man, that's a lot of people listening to me blabber on. That's crazy, but it's kind of cool. But, um, tell your friends, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, write a review. That's always good, but make sure it's a good one. That seems to make a huge difference. Most importantly though, continue to do what you're doing. And thanks for being a part of this community. Um, it means a lot to me. I, I recently had an opportunity to think about why I was doing the podcast. I, somebody asked me why I do these podcasts, and it's it's really it's about building community. That's mostly what I care about. So until then, um, the bunch of books are on Audible. You can get them on Audible if you want to. You asked for it, so I did it. The Hophub dot org. Um, that's hard to say and not pop your p. Hophub dot org is online, and people are really liking it. So you can go to there. And you can get pretty much anything, every slide, anything you've ever wanted, um, at least out of um, the stuff I use, is, is available and it's free. Um, for the most part, though, remember, learn something new every single day. Have as much fun as you possibly can. And for goodness sakes, be safe. <laughs>